It's middle 1920s. We'd appreciate it if anyone hearing this broadcast would communicate with us how far the broadcast is well, hi there. I'm Tim Hunter, the current Morning Mouth at KRKO Everett's Greatest Hits. And we're doing our best to try and track down as many of the famous names, the people, the broadcasters that have entertained you with 1380 AM over the years. And that would have to include our friend and part of the KRKO family, a voice you know if you've spent any time in the Northwest, a Mr. Chet Buchanan. Chet, we really appreciate you doing this. First of all, I'm ridiculously just honored to be included. Um, KRKO was so important to me. I was a, uh, I was a kid and, you know, went to Monroe High School and Bruce Butterfield came out and, and spoke to some class anyway, and I, and I was hooked. I, I knew, I grew up loving KJR, loving King, um, you know, I'm, I'm that old. <laughs> I'm, probably that, I'm, I'm, I'm probably that that last generation too that grew up listening to Top 40 Radio on AM mm-hmm. um, when I was young, young, and then and then I loved Cube to a, to a lesser degree. I liked KPLZ, which is kind of funny because that ended up being you know I ended up working for Cube and and you know I was competitive uh, with with KPLZ for for a number of years and um, so it was. Uh, it was just, it was really amazing. I, I was working at Evergreen Speedway doing concessions and one night KRKO was doing a, uh, was doing a remote from the Speedway. And I, and I basically just loaded these guys up with a bunch of free food and, and said, Hey, I'll do anything if you'll let me just come and hang out. And they were like, yeah, sure, kid, you know, show up, show up on Monday. And I was like, well, I can't, it's baseball season. They're like, okay, when's baseball over? Um, Memorial Day. So the, literally the Tuesday after Memorial Day, I was 15 years old. I, I got on my bike and rode from up by Echo Lake Road down across the valley, down Lowell Larimer Road. Oh um, turns out it's what, 11, 12, 14 miles, something like that. And and showed up at KRKO and they were like, okay. And, and literally <laughs> for this Literally, the first thing I ever did, and you'll see the pictures on Facebook every once in a while, of the sun-kissed Star Cruiser van. My very first job at KRKO was washing that van. Um, I swept that parking lot because I think they were just trying to give me something to to do and and to see what I would be willing to do. And I was willing to do all of it. Um, I washed the old mobile studio. So that very, that first day, I washed the van. I looked around. The mobile studio was there. The, the you know it was like the converted UPS truck, or milk truck, or whatever it was. Right, right. And uh, and so I washed that too. Then there was a news car. Dennis Wills had the news car, and I washed that as well. And then I went, I went up to the front, and I was about to go back inside, and I saw um, printed on the the concrete parking whatever you call those things, it said sales. And I thought, well, sales means money. That's probably a good thing. So there were three cars there and I washed all three of them. And as I'm, as I'm literally finishing up the third one, the sales department comes out in mass because it must've been five o'clock. And I believe it was Pam Fain. And again, this might be inside baseball, but old KRKO <laughs> people will know these names. Uh-huh. Um, Pam yells out, you know what are you doing we're not gonna pay you to do that or whatever and and um i heard my mother's voice in my head saying if it's not yours don't touch it 
And luckily, Robert O'Brien, who was the program director, poked his head out and said, this is Chet, he's our new intern. And then wow. um, somebody asked, is he gonna do this for us all the time? And he <laughs> said, no, <laughs> no. But what I but what I did do was I, I um, you know, I took out the trash on a daily basis. I washed the van more often than not. Um, I did sweep that parking lot a lot and um, organized sales contracts, um, organized the carts that were in the studio. And then in exchange, I got to go into the production room and do air checks. And then I remember Memorial Day weekend came around. So I guess, or no, it was Labor Day weekend because I was only a few months into it. But they had me put all of the commercials for some sort of syndicated programming on one cart. So you've got to do it perfect. You've got to do it every time. And if you screw it up, you got to start over. And it only wow. took me like six times to do it. And and so that, you know, they had me doing stuff like that. And then then I ended up running syndicated shows on the weekend. And then that turned into, to, you know, spotting winter stickers and then weekend overnights. And, and it was some of the greatest times of my life and and Robert O'Brien and specifically um, Jeff Conwell, who's over over in Manson now over mm -hmm. over on Lake Chelan, um, over at Cozy, um, Jeff Chase at the time. I'll, I'll just I'll never be I mean, I'm emotional thinking about it. I'll Aww. never be able to repay that debt. I'll just, I just never will. So KRKO got you addicted to radio. I was already hooked, um, but it but it let me know. It let me know that it was that it was possible, um, you know. And then I and then I, you know, I turned sixteen and I, I had a car and I was still working for free and I didn't care. <laughs> and my mom was like, "Hey, you got to pay for you you." And I was doing other jobs. I was working. I was working at the farm and I was doing it. You know, I was doing all this other stuff. And my mom was like, "You, they need to pay you or you need to quit." And and it was like, okay. And I went in to um, it was John Squires and Dexter Fowler and and. I remember I went into Dexter and, and I said, hey, my mom says I got to get paid. And he goes, well, okay, I'll give you, and I don't know what the minimum wage was, but I guarantee it was more than two ten an hour. But they paid me, <laughs> they paid me two ten an hour and I worked two shifts and got paid for one. Whoa. And, but it was okay. I didn't care. I didn't want the money. I didn't care about the money. Mm -hmm. And I just, I loved it so much. And, and I spent a lot of hours there and God bless my mother for supporting that too. And she said, look, as, as long as your grades are up, um, you know, you can, you can do whatever. And, but the minute your grades go down, you're done. And, you know, thank God she supported that because I, I wouldn't have, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was crazy. Well, this stupid kid hanging out at a radio station all hours of the day and night and doing, and doing overnights on the weekends. Are you kidding? I think that's a, a um, lot of people don't realize that most of the, uh, the bozos that are in radio these days, that's how we started because you had to get in somewhere and it wasn't easy and you're how do you say i can do it when you've never done it before and you just had to say yep i'll do anything i'll work 80 hours a week i'll i'll do whatever it takes yeah and totally worth it and and i laugh now when kids are like ah oh, you know they're 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 in college and and they they start out on the street team or whatever and they're like Ugh, i have to hang banners it's like I would have hanging banners would have been glamorous. I would have been like, oh my god, something with a logo on it. Oh, the greatest. But um, you know, and then even as I went along, um, I pulled every overnight shift that I could when I moved on to KNBQ because you got paid by the hour, and and those those shifts were generally longer. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so, right. so yeah, so then when you were getting paid, it was like, yeah, I need the gas money. So it was, but it was just amazing times. And I'm, I'm so grateful and I wish I would have taken more pictures. I kick myself too for some of my early radio days and I look back and I go, crap, I took like seven pictures. <laughs> I want, I want more. Yeah. And then, well, and then it came along and then it came along Sparky Taft retook over the radio station mm-hmm. and it became this krko am and pm and and the all of this and all the jocks got blown out and it was it was earth shattering to me but it, but thank god i learned early on that just how fragile it could be and sometimes it doesn't matter how good you are or or even what you're willing to do to hang out i was like I'll still hang out and run syndicated shows and I'll still, I'll still, you know, just, can I still do overnights on the weekends? And they were like, no, no, you can't. Um, But if that, if that hadn't happened, I don't know that I would have been so eager to send out air checks. I didn't, I was like, do you think I'm good enough to be on the radio in Seattle? (laughs) The idea, the idea of being on the air, doing, even doing weekend overnights at a cube or, or I, I ended up working at KNBQ, mm-hmm. which was fantastic because it was so KNBQ was so much fun. Um, but I just I would I don't think I would stay at KRKO my entire life. <laughs> you know, I think because I didn't know any better. So I guess I guess with Sparky coming back in and them changing format and blowing everybody out, I guess that kind of that kind of launched it. And then who knew that by the time I even by the time I turned eighteen, um, that I'd be at Z one hundred in Portland. Like who knew? I didn't. You did a lot in your early years. I was so I was so fortunate, and I was I was lucky that um, that people took a chance and saw saw how much I loved it. And it's it's the greatest it's the greatest compliment that you can give me, even to this day. It was um, I I don't know if you know I'm the I'm the PA guy for the Seattle Kraken, mm-hmm. and the one thing that they say over and over is. Not only, you know, do we like what you do, but man, do you love this? You love this. And I was like, yeah, I do. And I love it. And to this day, I almost, you know, I don't know, is the building still for sale down on Lowell Larimer? Oh, uh, that's long gone because they're in the uh, 14th floor of the Key Bank building in Everett. So I don't even know. Yeah. Oh, no, the building was for sale. The building was for sale six months ago. I almost bought it. I don't wow. know what I was going to do with it, but I... Like my wife signed off on it because again, she knows how nuts I am. And she was like, and and she just saw, we drove by and it was for sale. And I was like, I wonder what's happening in here now. And somebody was living in it. And (laughs) I was like, we should buy it. Let's buy it. We can put, we can buy it. Can't we buy it? And and so she was like, okay. And then she asked the all important question, then what? And I went, oh. Yeah, I suppose. We're not hey, going to live. I got a question. You said a moment ago that you're the PA announcer for the Seattle Kraken. Yeah. Don't you live in Las Vegas? Um, we're splitting We're splitting time. Um, I'm actually right now in, in my studio that we built in Duval. Um, my dad lived in Duval. My mom <laughs> lived over by Echo Lake. And um, so we, we split time. If, uh, you know, I've, I've been fortunate. Uh, incredibly blessed to have a 20-year career doing mornings in Vegas. And mm-hmm. through that, um, you know, with all the opportunities that are in Vegas, um, I, I've developed a, a pretty good hosting and public address announcing career as a side hustle. 
and 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 really again just because i love it so if i need to be in vegas i'm in vegas if um if i need to be here or or when i don't need to be in vegas um i'm here so i'm actually looking at uh at a at a flooded Snoqualmie <laughs> River Valley right now, right, um, yeah, on our farm that's been, it's been in our family for sixty years. I mean, I used to come, I used to come and work here in the morning and work for my dad, whether it was fixing fences or painting whatever needed to be painted or whatever, and then I would go to the radio station, wow, and then work there, um, a lot a lot of times. So. Um, my parents are gone now, and so we've uh, we've renovated the house here, and we built a studio here, and we've got a 120-year-old farmhouse that is nearly renovated. The barn is next, and um, yeah, no, it's, and it's amazing to be to be back here. I had no idea. That is so awesome. I love hearing people taking control of their life, and then just a lot of people won't even think that's out of the box, and now all of a sudden you're doing it. That's so cool. We had um, one of the one of the great things about my parents is they both worked incredibly hard. My dad was a really, really smart guy. Um, we always joked he wasn't a rocket scientist, but he was a rocket engineer. <laughs> he was he was one of the people that helped um, build the first space shuttle and and do a lot of the different things, the AWACS radar and, and the hydrofoil, and he worked on stuff like that. And um, But at the same time, his love was this farm. And so I learned that early on. My mom was a mail carrier for 30 years. So she was like, you know, and, and, the, and the same thing. She was like, well, if this idiot kid is willing to get on his bike and ride to the radio station, which, you know, Lowell Larimer Road was just, you know, really it's Everett proper. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you got to It's hard to get there um, and to get there from Echo Lake. You know, it was, <laughs> I look at it now and I go, really? I wouldn't do that now. Um, <laughs> but I wanted it so bad. I literally did it every day, literally every day because they let me. And, and again, R Robert O'Brien and Jeff Chase, though, they just, they believed. And, you know, I, I, I had to get out of school early one day so I could go fill in doing afternoons. Who gets to do that? Um, you know, and it was just, it really, it was such a special, amazing time. So I'm glad, I'm glad to be back and, I, and I'm, I'm ever so thankful to be a part of this. And, and uh, no, I love it. I, I love it a lot. Well, Chet, our careers have kind of paralleled each other. So this really is the first time we've had a chance to sit and talk. And it's great to hear your stories about the old days at KRKO and to talk to somebody who loves radio as much as I do. I'm this goofy kid that's just still trying to make it in this business, you know? I mean, really, that's how I feel. I appreciate you doing this. Thanks for having me. KRKO, Everett's Greatest Hits, celebrating 100 years of serving the North Sound. Thanks for listening. <laughs>